Right, welcome back to Flix Radio. We've got another little special coming up for you later on today. But first off, uh, I'm joined with Carlos and Joe. How are you all doing? Yeah, I'm very good. Basically, every episode special, so. Well, there you go. That's the beauty of being London's fastest growing podcast. Joe, how are you doing? Um, yeah, I'm excellent, actually. And just before we start, yeah. um, I'd just like to say that a few hours ago, I actually put a message out on the official Flix Radio WhatsApp group <laughs> saying there's literally no way in hell <laughs> that I'm doing this recording because you... I have just got back from Glastonbury. But um, thanks to Lewis being his persistent self and just <laughs> literally up my love for the fucking punters, <laughs> I'm here and yeah. let's... Let's get cracking. This one's for you. This is like when a player tries to play on after he's clearly broken his leg. <laughs> actually, on that note, I'm actually just I'm just going to quickly read out. Basically, today's a special because it's about Joe. We're going to be re- Joe's going to be reviewing Glastonbury, and he was in obviously in no fit state to record really this evening because he's still a little bit fucked. <laughs> um, but this is what I re- this is what I wrote to Carlos. Seeing as we do Lewis's PR review, this is what <laughs> he's going to PR his own PR. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, this is this is it's only brief, but. I put a message on the group chat earlier on saying, are we good to record tonight then? Joe basically said, no, I can't do it. I'm still like seeing double. <laughs> and then Carlos said, uh, Carlos said to me in a, in a DM, I'd love to do a pod as well, but let the kid rest. He'll be in all sorts of pain right now. Can't see it as being good radio for him. So I said, I'm purely pimping him out. Him being utterly fucked would make class radio. <laughs> Carlos says, he's more than a man than I'll ever be for this. I say, I think we both know he was already. Welcome to, Welcome to the show. Welcome. The mad thing is, Joe doesn't even know that I backed his corner like that. <laughs> no, that was, no, fair play, mate. You're a good friend. You're a good friend. Right, so how have our weeks been then? Carlos will come to you because Joe's going to be a pretty much the um, the feature of the show. Um, what's become a popular phrase on this show is being relinquished from the shackles of former employers. <laughs> and I can say that I'm officially relinquished from those motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> that I used to work with. Oh. Now, shout out to Relinquish is another word for sack. Just, <laughs> just to let you all know. But as Thames Mead will know all too well. <laughs> shout out to all the good people I worked with, but to the company, I'm glad to be out. How are you yeah. finding unemployment? It's a mental prison, isn't it? It's been... <laughs> I don't know. I've never been unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's been what, good. How, how have you spent the week so far then? Uh, so I had a big work night out on Friday. It was It was all right, but it was a bit awkward. You, you say know. big work night out, but I've actually got proof in writing of a message from you saying, managed to leave early and still not pissed whatsoever, so going home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your big work night out then. Yeah, it wasn't that My big. My God, Joe's Glastonbury's going to be big. Yeah, exactly. But um, just been chilling from them. Getting excited about Zaha signing, splashing eighty million on that. But <laughs> yeah, we've had some real arguments about that. Actually. Yeah, it's quite but good. that's about as boring as it's got to be honest. Like, I went to the gym today. Yeah. Just because I was just so bored, trapped at my girlfriend's oh, house. Best thing to do in the world. Went to the gym after fifteen minutes, left because I was like, "What am I even doing here? This is just I don't know what I'm you doing." You really right are now. in a mental prison, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in a well, mental talk prison. Me, talk me through the fifteen minutes that you're in there. So I went and I was going to do a fifteen. First minute, of all, what gym were you in? Uh, Chelsea Leisure Centre. Oh Jesus. Using using the girl's card. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I started off, was going to do a bit of treadmill, get it cracking like that. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not doing this. So got to one kilometre and jumped off. <laughs> so you went, ran for what, like six minutes? Like about six, seven minutes. <laughs> then um, the thing is, I went yesterday, so, yeah. you know, I'm a bit sore. But then sat down, did about 50... What did you do yesterday? Seven minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nine and a half. But no, I sat down, did some sit-ups, and then went to use a bench and yeah. it, was, it wasn't working. It had a big sticker and it said out of order. And I was like, you know what? It's a sign. That's a sign. I'm going yeah, home. Sack it in. And that was it. 
So what do you do with the rest of your day? Actually, I, I'd quite like, if the punters are all right with this, I'd quite like a running feature to be Carlos's unemployment diaries. So yeah. how, what, how did you spend the rest of your day? Oh, Bar yeah. putting your hair into a bun, which happened six <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> Watch a bit of Kirby Enthusiasm. Shout out Larry David. Yeah, Barry Lavid. Barry Lavid. Um, what else I do? Made some mashed potatoes. Mm, it's quite good, actually. Um, that's about it. You're I read a bit it. of my book. How's the doll? The doll? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the doll. You know what? I won £18 on the African Cup of Nations the other day, so that's seeing me through a week. Yeah, and you're, about, good. you're about to fucking lose it all because he's just announced to me that he's going to put money on someone scoring a header in the England's, <laughs> in England's match tonight. When you're listening to this, England-USA, if the first goal's not a header, you probably won't hear from me on the next pod, but if it is a header... You'll be hearing a lot of me. Oi, Carlos, Carlos. Put yeah. your money where your mouth is, yeah? Put 18 quid on it. No, we'll put, oh, put, put, put the money on it. Put do the money it. you won. All right, I'll put on 18 quid on first goal England-USA to be a header. All right? If it, if it wins, and I'm unemployed, so this is real big bucks right now. <laughs> but if it wins, I want everyone to send in their pictures to the pod of them celebrating along with me, you know? But anyway, yeah, that's, that's about it. Like. If it wins, then... If it doesn't win, then we'll... I'm trying to think of a way that if it doesn't win, we'll chip in a little bit to your next bet to keep the to keep the habit alive. Actually, for you to stop being addicted. Yeah, no, that would be bad. But actually, I think that's a, a good segue onto me asking if anyone's got any odd jobs out there. So <laughs> obviously, we know I'm studying in September and there's not much time to get a proper job. So if anyone's got any job, like gardens, nan needs a plates wash, something like that. <laughs> I told you. We're Just get, get at me. We're getting uh, Lewis and So to sponsor this before you know it, and you're going to be the third man in their operation. That would be good. I can do gardens, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know what makes you think you can do gardens. <laughs> but, um, actually, talking of chipping in, I remember a little while ago, uh, I don't know why I've thought of this, but it's popped into mind. We all went up to Sheffield, a group of us, saw that university people went out, and then it was the next day, and I'd booked, before it, I'd been really like speculative and booked myself a like mega bus as my return journey because I was feeling pretty cheap. Then it got to, it was, I remember it was United against Tottenham on the Sunday as well, so we were all at Roger's house, and it was United Tottenham kicking off, my mega bus was due in like an hour and a half, I was like, you know what, there's just no way on this earth that I'm gonna go and get that bus now, I'm far too hanging. So then went and bought, I went and bought a ludicrous, like ludicrously expensive train for about six hours later and then spent, didn't even enjoy the games. I spent the entire time DMing random people in the <laughs> asking for them to send me four quid. I remember this. <laughs> I was obsessed by the idea that if you just like group source with a really wide pool, then you can basically get any amount of money that you want. <laughs> And I was being, like, I was looking, I was looking through my Instagram stories of who'd been out the night before and being like, my little selling line was, if you'd bought an extra pint last night, you wouldn't think of it now. So you're right to just swing me four quid like a proper dude. <laughs> I remember being sat at home getting that message and being fucking furious. <laughs> Can I chip in with one little story about mega buses? Say what you want, mate. Um, yours? Back in my working days, when I, was, when I was a hard worker, I went up to Leeds to visit Lewis and we went on an Otley run. And I just had... for anyone that doesn't know, the Otley Run, the Otley Road is like one of the main roads that goes through Leeds, and there's a pub crawl which knocks down something like 18 or 20 pubs along the way, just as a little. And with that. Yeah, so I, because I, I had work in the morning, I think I started at 10 30 um, on Sunday. Mm. I I basically had booked myself home. <clears throat> I'd booked home a, a coach that was at like 6 30 or 8 or something like that. Oh. <laughs> 
That's, that, was, that was a bit of a miss up. Anyway. <laughs> Our mugs just falling on the floor, but we're still going. We're still rolling. So I'd booked home that coach, and then obviously by like the, I don't know how many drinks it took, but everyone peer pressured me to cancel that coach and just you call it. You peer pressured yourself. <laughs> you're, walking, you're, walking, you're walking, again, you were betting, and you were walking around the pub. I don't with bet your... that much. I'm actually up in all accounts, right? I've, I haven't got a problem. <laughs> no one says that. He was walking around the pub with his like train on up open going, who dares me to take that later one? <laughs> So anyway, I got I got a later one, and then I realised that I couldn't not go to work, even though I'd been on this huge day in Leeds, and I worked in Soho in London, and I had to be there at ten thirty. <laughs> so I booked the first coach back. I think it was like four thirty, um, and then went back home at about eleven. Got a few hours sleep. Had a little sink wash. How did the sleep go? The sleep was dread. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Just shout out Freeman on why my sleep was so bad, but I'm not going to go into that on the podcast. But um, yeah, so I had this terrible sleep, had a little sink wash, jumped on this um, coach at 4.30, oh, man, so literally good. rocked up to Soho, bang on 10.30 and had a full day at work and I smashed it. Oh, <laughs> I did that yeah. when I was oh, working, God. when I was working, actually, shout out to the leisure centre just down the road. When I was working there, I had a few where I was, went straight from a night out to work. Yeah, it's, it's crazy just, business. It's and when stupid, you, it? you fell asleep while manning the swimming pool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, a few people got a few bums in that day. Yeah, but anyway, this actually segues quite nicely on to um, Glastonbury. The main event. <laughs> talking, talking of early coaches home. Yeah. I want to actually shout out to fucking early coaches home because there are some people who yesterday got back from... Um, was that yesterday? That was literally yesterday. <laughs> that was literally yesterday. There were some people who got back from the night's shenanigans and they'd booked an 8am coach home. So they just like got straight onto the coach. I like, packed up their stuff got, and they were home by kind of 11, 12. Have a guess at what time I got home, boys. What, wait, 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 wait. What time did you leave? So I just said I was getting the train home. Okay. Um, uh, so my plan was... And I'd heard from a few people that the best thing to do if you're getting the train home, because there's literally, I mean, this is a guess, but like maybe just under, I mean, I can imagine like 40, 50% of people get the train and they're it's basically like all going, there are 200,000 people who go to this Whoa. festival. So there's probably like, I don't know, 80, 90, 100,000 people all getting the train and it all goes through the station Castle Carey, which is literally <laughs> like the size of, it's just like a normal station. On tiny stations, just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dan Pierce. I'm not sure if he's a listener yet, but he, he will be soon. Uh, of Scouse fame. I found out the other day, Toby went and stayed with him, that there's a little tiny, he lives just on the outskirts of Liverpool. And there's a tiny station near his house and a train runs through it like every, it's like once every three hours or something pathetic like that. And if you're at the station and you want to get on, you've got to call up the driver and tell him that you're at the next stop. And he's got to stop. Oh my <laughs> it's like going back on in forty years. <laughs> anyway, back to back oh. to your shenanigans, Joe. Yeah. So um, I was getting the train. Um, I'd heard from a few people that the best thing to do when getting the train is to actually leave it and go later in the day because everyone wants to leave first thing because it's just there. You're just in an absolute state and you just want to be home. Um, and you want to make it as um, uh, just basically as unpainful as possible. Yeah. Best thing to do, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> is to leave it to win the afternoon. So get a good sleep, leave it and go maybe like two, three, because the queues are shorter then and you're bound to get home earlier. Mm. Um, so I got home and probably it was probably like, I mean, it was probably like five or six a.m., and I was like, all right, I'm going to 
get get some good kip and set me up perfectly for a smashing day on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought Glastonbury was good, my God, get an idea. So let's say I went to bed at like six or seven or something. Yeah. I literally woke up. So I woke up and checked my watch and it was 7.45. AM. <laughs> AM and it was like boiling hot. It was like a bloody like oh, yeah. I, it was just like it was horrible it was like it was just yeah. literally Sun, like a, sunshine on a tent at a fezzy is just ridiculous it was like a heat chamber and it was like proper windy as well and so i was like all right well there's no way i'm getting back to sleep now i met i better start like i'm just gonna like slowly pack up my tent get all my stuff together like try and wake up my mate so we can just like get off and i was literally sitting around packing my tent up for like four hours <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, this is, a, this is a pop-up tent, which on the side it says, packs up in six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in an absolute state of like disarray. Um, and then so... 25 minutes again. Yeah, and it was like proper miserable because like, everyone around me, like all of my mates had left apart from like the, the the four other people I was going with. So I was just like, I was getting really twitchy just thinking, Do you know what, those are probably home and I'm literally sat here in yeah, this yeah, tent. yeah. Like, I really want to get home now, like, despite all of the things that everyone said. So we managed to get away by about 12 yeah. um, or 1 and have a stab at what time you reckon I might have got home. I don't know, 7, 8? I'll go 6, 7. 9, 30. <laughs> I was on the move for nine and a half hours or something. After a festival. <laughs> after well. a festival. After Glastonbury. So I thought you uh, On 25 minutes. I thought you, I thought That's you, a disgrace. I thought, I thought you through it. <laughs> So this is how it went, yeah. So we went, um, packed up tents, walked to the to the shuttle bus, um, because you have to get a shuttle bus to the station. Yeah. And um, the queue, we were queuing for the shuttle bus for about two and a half hours. Oh my! That was literally, that was literally to get out of the festival. Um, and it was like, let's shout out to the shuttle, but like the organisers because it was incredibly well organised. Like yeah. there was like loads of shuttle buses going off at the same time, but it's just the sheer number of people, mm. um, just made it just ridiculous. Eventually got on the shuttle bus. <laughs> was thinking, all right, fantastic. We'll be at the station in 20 minutes. Like, like, we'll sail through. <laughs> the shuttle bus pulls up. So we're like on the way. Yeah. And the shuttle bus like pulls up into a field. And everyone's literally like looking around at That's each other. Like, on. what on earth are we doing at this field? Yeah. The driver then pops his head up and he's like, hi, everyone. Um, yeah. The station's like really full at the moment, so we're just gonna have to like pull up in this field for a bit until <laughs> sounds like a tune. <laughs> pull up in the field until it's de- until it's eased off. Yeah. Um, and we're literally about ten coaches back in this queue, and at that point, that was the point I realised. All right, this is, th- this is going to be a fucking <laughs> long old day. This is gonna be a long old day. Um, eventually, after maybe forty-five minutes or an hour of like, I mean. Everyone, so we got off. We got off the bus, the coach, the shuttle bus, and it was it was quite a nice field basically. So everyone, literally, if you look down, there's hundreds of people just asleep on the grass. Yeah. Um. Eventually got away, and I was thinking, do you know what? Um. We were right at the front of the queue. I was thinking just because of the way that the coaches left and they left in like certain chunks. I was thinking maybe we'll be at the front of the queue to get on the train. Yeah. And that'd be fucking great. Yeah. Because yeah, we'll get yeah. a seat. Blah blah blah. Went to the station and um queued up for another literally like two or three hours oh to get God. on the train yeah <laughs> it was ridiculous <laughs> i hadn't eaten or anything 
um, actually, I managed to get a che- managed to get a cheeseburger, and that was literally the last thing I ate for about like four or five hours, and that was like <laughs> the only thing I ate in the day. <laughs> Queued up for this train, didn't get a seat. We were literally some of the last people to get on, so I had to sleep on the floor oh, of the train. No. Me and my me and my mate were in the aisle, which is probably a, a, a meter wide, and we were sleeping. Um, like parallel, yeah, vertically, like <laughs> with the aisle. Um, and I mean, at this point, we were just in a, a real state. Did you talk to each so other? Or was it one of those where you've agreed, don't talk to me? Yeah, just don't even. Talk we to we me. we didn't really say many words to each other. Um, <laughs> and then got into Paddington. We was meant to go to Waterloo, but we just the train that we just ended up getting went to Paddington, which meant I had to get the tube back. Oh. I had to get the tube and the but tube. That was nice and cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And yeah, got the tube to North Greenwich and then got a bus home and I arrived home at 9.30. You, you're the people's <laughs> champion. And that makes it even more impressive that he was yeah. up for doing this today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even better that we're milking him for everything he's and got. Do you know what? I would absolutely do it again and, I, and, I'd, and I'd double it. I'd do it. I'd do it for 18 hours because that was how good it was. That was honestly how good it was. All right, then I think we should jump in. Me and Carlos, neither of us have been to Glastonbury. We've done we've done our fair share of festivals, we haven't been there. So we're gonna basically now, for the next few minutes, just ask Joe about what it's actually like. So obviously you hear so much about it and it is the festival in the world to go to. Hmm. So I don't really know how you want to set this up, Joe, but first of all, what are your what are your best bits, what are your most memorable moments? So I'll I'll start by saying that it's obviously it's called Glastonbury Fest, Festival of Contemporary Performing Arts. So I'll start with the performing arts section of it. Like the music is incredible. Like I had such a good time at all the music. There's an incredible there's incredible variation of genres of live music, of electronic music and DJs, and just a sheer number of acts. Yeah. Um. So that was, was like so good. Just some highlights in terms of the music for me were um, Ezra Collective. I who I would honestly, yeah, that yeah. Unbelievable. Ezra Collective is just like such incredible energy. Like I've never seen him before. I follow him on Instagram, and I just I've always thought like I'd love to go and see him. It's fantastic that they were there, and they brought out Georgia Smith. They brought out Loyal Kana, and just like they're so incredibly positive. Especially mm. with the lead, the lead guy Femi. Um, he's like the the talker. So after every song, I've never actually seen it before, but after and between every song, he gets up off the drums and he like stands up and he like talks to the crowd and he's just talking about like he was just talking about just like fucking just sheer like, like joy. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and there was a story he told about being in Sao Paulo and being on a night out and the music, like the vibes, everything about it just being in Brazil. It just hit him and he was like, I'm on the night out and like, he, you got to watch the clip just to see how he, how genuine he is about it. But he's like, yeah, I was just on this night out and I just started crying. That's how, mm. that he was like, it's never happened before. But, and you know what? I've been on nights out where I haven't cried, but I've been that close. <laughs> like, and yeah, it resonated what he was saying. It was, it looked like, yeah, it looked good, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And they did this rendition of 21 Seconds. I think you've heard it and it was yeah. so good. It was so good. It was so good. Um, and I mean, Upon first looking at the 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 headliners or like the main acts, I mean, I don't think I was alone in in saying that I was a bit let down. Um, you didn't have like a like a Kanye or like a Fleetwood Mac who were rumored or you know those kind of like big big acts. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it 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 kind of probably worked in my favor because I would have ended up 
there's there's inevitably going to be clashes and there were clashes and you probably would have ended up like uh being disappointed yeah but like yeah so first of all i'd say the music was like superb also there's like there's art everywhere there's literally art everywhere um yeah and it's just you're just blown away by just like the whole appearance of the whole thing um is it like someone do you get the feeling that it's like someone's job to create like the atmosphere and the art or is it a sense of everyone that's gone has just got this like collective signing up of like we're here to create something special so we're going to go above and beyond to make sure it is like that like naturally yeah well i don't know i think just like there is just like it's completely recognized that the art is such an integral part of it so for example you might just like be walking anywhere and there's just like a fucking massive like tree with a car like, <laughs> through the tree and do you know what i mean it's just like yeah, yeah. like it takes so much time there's like all of these sculpt there's like sculptures of use recycled like recycled sculptures and they look incredible and there's like people um artists just molding these um big massive b- bits of sand yeah. you know those kind of yeah, things yeah. and like all of the stages are unbelievable like so well put together like they've got this new stage in the southeast corner which is like the area where everyone goes at night um and it's called it's called icon (laughs) (laughs) home from home it's called icon um you can go on youtube and just type icon and i think icon glastonbury and it will come there's like a little little feature on it and it's this it's this sideways it's a sideways head and oh i I saw this it's it's like bigger than you could possibly imagine. Mm. We were literally standing there, like looking like so far up. It must be, it's like a fucking skyscraper. Yeah. It's massive, and it's this big sideways head with VR goggles or a VR screen like around the eyes, and the 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 VR like screen is the background with all the lights and shit. I think I saw that on I saw that online. Yeah. Oh god, it's it's just like absolutely mind blowing and so much attention to detail in all of the stages and that's just like one of hundreds of stages literally hundreds of stages yeah. and i was going to get onto this later but as we're talking about stages um they are absolutely packed the entire fucking time with literally like so if you can imagine like the biggest club you'd ever been to yeah that amount i mean it's full that amount of people at every single stage <laughs> all the time it's like it's truly fucked the amount yeah. of people there are <laughs> and i was telling carlos this earlier but um as we talk i was talking about sheer number of people as also the weather was like so so hot so everyone was just outside the entire time yeah and if you can just imagine like there are of like really wide paths that go through the whole festival you could be stood at the top of one of these paths and look down and just see see are literally seas of people crazy no space whatsoever yeah crazy does the music does it go 24 7 or is there a lull when everyone goes back no so the music generally stops at um at like 7 a.m 6 7 a.m yeah i'm sure there is music that goes on after later than that we didn't go to it but yeah. um it also everyone at the end of the night like loads of people go to the the stone circle um and yeah everyone literally descends on it and it's like this massive like sloping field and it's everyone people just literally stay there for the wow. for the entire time and little <laughs> little side note like last night oh no so on the last night of the festival there was like m- the most most people go to go there and it's crazy sees of people and 
um because people are so bloody like hung up on it finishing there are people who stay there till wednesday oh and last night i got a message i got, <laughs> got a message no got a message today from a friend samar yeah shout out samar um he said that there are still 70 odd people still there who haven't left since the last night is he there as well um yeah, I mean, funny how he's he knows that. <laughs> yeah. Funny how he knows that. I actually asked him, and he didn't. Unless he's got reply. a drone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say um, on the on the size of it, but because obviously, by all accounts, it's the best festival you can go to. Yeah. But we've often found that going to small festivals has so many merits in terms of just like the ease, bumping into people, starting to kind of see the same faces mm. and make little friends. Being and able stuff to like like pop back to your tent if you need anything. Exactly. Shit like that. Getting food, taking a breather. All that stuff. The one thing that... Hanging out your raving goggles for a minute. <laughs> the one thing that terrifies me from the... Well, it don't terrify me, but the one thing that puts me off from the outside looking in is just... I've been at festivals where I've had a 45-minute walk from like a night out back to my tent. And yeah. that, that that's always a bit of a low for me. So how do you navigate it being that big and still have like a conveniently good time? Yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say it's like it's not for the faint-hearted in terms of like the amount of distance you're going to be covering and you just have to be willing to do that. I'm gonna. This might throw a spanner in the works, but has your phone got a step stepometer on it? You know, this is literally. Mate, I'm so glad you asked me this. <laughs> that wasn't. That wasn't. Right, uh, right. That wasn't scripted, by the way. So I did. Um, I checked my the stepometer yesterday, and yeah. like, so we were in the queue at the station actually, and a girl that we were with, um, called uh, Jen. Shout out to Jen. Uh, she looked at her phone and she was like, "Oh my god! Like, on one day I did forty thousand steps. That's incredible." And she's like, on a normal day, I might do 10, 15,000, and that's a lot. 15's tons, yeah. Mm. Like, 8 to 10's, like, quite a lot. All right. And so I checked <laughs> oh, my no. phone. Fair <laughs> mind, Joe, Joe's a proper, proper dancey right Joe, ain't, Joe is the opposite right, right. of fate. Right? Joe's pounding his feet on a night out. All right, all right. So I checked my phone. <laughs> and on the Saturday, I did 66,000 <laughs> steps. I did 66,000 <laughs> steps. Well, I want to do it. Which, which is the equivalent of 44 kilometres. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my days. Or 30 miles. So I, I And I looked it up. It's the equivalent of walking from Greenwich Park to Royal Tunbridge Wells. Oh, my. So you walked, on a com- night. You walked comfortably over a marathon on a night out. Yeah. Shout out to you, Joe. Yeah. That's the only shout and out. The thing is, now he's here for the punters, for the love of the game. I mean, like, and on the Sunday, obviously, I was like, yeah, my my feet were killing me, and like my hips, my legs were absolutely killing me. Yeah, I've literally got like a my big toe is numb. It's still numb just because like I yeah. don't know, just been bashing against my shoe. Yeah, but I had no idea I'd walk that far. <laughs> I mean, and it just it's just like a testament to how much I was enjoying myself because I was obviously I was in pain, but I was it was. Of course, I was going to do it. Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it should also just be said that, like, the distance between most just, just out of sod's law, really, but like the places that we were chilling most and the nighttime area was like probably the furthest you could possibly walk in the festival. And one night, um, me and a mate walked, we wanted to see a guy, um, someone play. So we would, and we basically ended up spending the whole night there, and then we went back to find everyone else. And literally, as soon as we got back, they were like, "All right, yeah, we're gonna go southeast corner." And we went there for like the literally last forty-five minutes of music. <laughs> so it was, it was literally like that the whole time. Um, but on that, on your point, Carlos, about <clears throat> enjoying like a big festival and like how you enjoy a big festival, um, 
what makes this festival different from every from every other festival obviously i've said the music but you you can see fantastic music at any festival what makes this di- what different from every other festival is everything else which you literally don't get at smaller festivals so at mm. smaller festival like you when you're not at the music unless you're like on a beach somewhere then you're going to spend all your time at the campsite yeah. whereas at glastonbury like you don't spend any time at your campsite because there is so much to do mm. there are so many activities like whether that be getting a massage in the TP tent or like doing arts and crafts that like, sounds, that sounds make, good, ma- like making bowls or like you can literally do anything yeah. so um, you can just you take can, like, a dip out you, of you the, can like the walk hectic. you can like walk into a forest and like see a performance or go and like walk on these like suspended wooden paths in the trees and stuff it's it's crazy yeah. it's just like sheer sheer enjoyment and um also what obviously like what i think people enjoy most about festivals is like this sense of escapism that you get from it and it's like it's literally the stark opposite of your normal life yeah i mean at glastonbury that is just like it it is so heightened there's just so yeah this is you just get so much enjoyment from it how long were you there what day did you get there so i got there on wednesday after actually a really good journey by the way the the journey there was actually so so good (laughs) if i had a long journey there it would have just been like christ but um yeah got there wednesday at like two yeah and then I was there till yeah Monday at midday basically. So yeah, I was gonna say off your last point. I remember being at a festival. I remember just going to when I first started going to festivals. I don't know how, I don't know relevant this is. I'm sure everyone has a similar thought, but I just remember thinking that it's such a there's there's no law at a festival. Mm. Like if you wanted to, and I know there's people at Reading who get a bit at like stuff like that these days. It's a bit mm. of a young festival. Um, people get a bit out of hand, especially on the last night. But a festival is so lawless. There's no one there to keep anything in order. Yeah, it's like and primitive re- yeah. like reality. But the best thing is that it's actually the time when people come together and function the most efficiently mm. and happily. Obviously, because they they choose to be there, and it's like you you cre- creating this community in this for three days. Everyone's in a great mood. But that it is like you do just leave with such a positive yeah. feeling that actually, you know what people aren't that bad <laughs> that's no, it's so yeah. true it's so true like um at glastonbury more than any other festival there's just like a, such a recognized culture of joy and it sounds so cliched but like just like love and yeah. enjoyment i didn't see one like even minor confrontation throughout the whole time like everyone is there and so caring and so um yeah positive mm. everyone's so friendly you can just, just literally speak to anyone and even from like the stewards you can go up to the stewards and they're just so friendly to yeah. you you can ask them what they know that like they know the festival like the back of their hand and they're really intent on helping you yeah mm, beautiful so have you got any i'm trying to think of what else kind of relates to it Are there can any, I, yeah go can i up. can i interject absolutely we've been i was da- kind of duddling it anyway now we've been dancing around the festival <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> sorry about that uh, no nah, but we've been on the festival and we've managed to go this far with avoiding the event of the whole festival the whole summer <laughs> we're talking about PSG's number two talking about Tio <laughs> shout out to Marquinhos as well because he's an incredible player but he's in the shade right now but Tiago Silva Joe I don't know if so, I know you weren't at Dave but as someone who was there you can kick it off Tiago Silva Alex. yeah so I heard but unfortunately I wasn't at Dave 
Um, but I heard about it from a friend who went to see him and he was like, like, mate, 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 you're literally like not going to believe like, what, <laughs> what I just see. Like everyone was crying with laughter. It was so, so funny. And if you haven't seen the video. I mean, um, everyone. Yeah, where the fuck yeah. are you? You know the, <laughs> yeah. the, the bloke Alex went overnight from like 230 followers to 110,000 followers on Instagram. It's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, so. Like everyone in the world, like my parents have seen that yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> at, um, at Santander, the rapper at his set, uh, uh, he, he's got a song called Tiago Silva which is of course about the PSG in Brazil defender um, and it's with AJ Tracy and he said alright yeah I've got this tune does anyone know the lyrics to the AJ to the AJ bit because I need someone to come up here and sing it with me and lo and behold at the front there's a kid on the sh- on his mate's shoulders wearing a Tiago Silva light, like fresh PSG shirt yeah. he looked pretty fresh so I didn't need to yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's, itch- he's he itch- was ready for the moment yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Sitting there. maybe too ready yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get, get on to that, that we'll get on to it <laughs> he's, itch- he's sitting there on his mate's shoulders and he's literally like and he's like do you know the lyrics though and they're in the crowd he's like rapping the lyrics and he's like well yeah he, he looks like he knows the lyrics <laughs> alright get him up here get him up here like the crowd goes crazy he gets up there and he literally smashes every single lyric <laughs> to the Tiago Silva song and the crowd goes goes mental. And you know, it could have gone so, so wrong yeah. if this kid was just like a little bit ahead of himself and like in the moment was just like or rushing on adrenaline or, or too drunk yeah, or, or shy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anything. But this kid was a, a born performer. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> yeah, just... And I, the mad thing is as well, because... Dave at the front, and Dave comes out of this so oh, well. He, come, he looks so sweet. He, he like put, well, yeah, put his, his hand, hand in his face. He's like, like, you've got this. You, this is yeah. your moment. You need anything? If look you, at me, and I'll support you through it. Just like, do it. Dave is Dave. He's like eighteen. So it's like, oh, what a love one mm. man you Dave are. Dave is a national hero, but um, but the, wow, what's I gonna say? Um, oh nice. yeah. So at first, Dave says to him, um, he's like, only do AJ's bit. Only yeah, do yeah. AJ's bit. And then the kid, obviously, he, he's not that. He's in control, but he, he still forgets himself a bit yeah. and he just starts spitting the whole thing. <laughs> and then the mic starts messing up a bit and you can tell Dave's thinking... He, Dave's initial reaction, I'm not in his head, but he might, might have thought, oh, fuck's sake, I told him to only do... kind of fucking it. Yeah, I told him yeah. to only do um, AJ's, AJ's, AJ's bit. They mute, they mute him. Second. Yeah, and then he, they have a little another chat and you can tell Dave's like, you know what, let him do his thing because <laughs> he's on fire right now. <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to lie, I watched it um, I watched it about 30 times. <laughs> I, I, so I first saw it when I was going to bed and um, I, I watched it and I jumped out of bed. I was so gassed. <laughs> I didn't go to sleep for hours after and then the first thing I did in the morning was watch it again. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, honestly, shout out to that man. Been... I sat watching it on the train. I was getting the train from uh, Waterloo, Bridge to London, Waterloo East to London Bridge. It's like middle of the had my feet on the... Had a, my foot was slightly resting on the seat in front. Completely empty train. I'm watching the video and some boy, some bloke comes on, frowns at me, and I'm like still watching the video, like smiling. Then like smacks my foot to get it off the chair, and I was in such a good mood that I was kind of laughed at him. To watch <laughs> it and then continued watching the kid give, have what must literally be the greatest moment of your life. Like they say, like how, what does an Olympian do once they've won a medal like thirty? What do you do when yeah. you've done that at like seventeen? Where, where do you go? From this is there? this is literally the stuff that you will dream of the night before you go to Glastonbury. You'll dream of it. <laughs> and like, it happens. It's literally like being beckoned on to like take the World Cup final yeah. penalty kick and I'm, scoring. I, I'm 23 and I had a dream about a week or two ago that I came on for Arsenal and I smashed in a, a rocket from like 30 yards. Like, we're talking equivalent to that Yeah. for this kid, just a normal he's, civilian. He's, 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 like, you can't overestimate 
Like, that's literally, you couldn't write a better moment of your life. Nah. And on that point, Lewis, I just wanted to give a massive hit out, yeah? So I started seeing... After all this talk of love and positivity. (laughs) I know, I know. But I'm sorry, Dave, for spreading a bit of hate. But inevitably, there were people who were calling it out as a stunt and fake and blah, blah. And honestly, a massive hit out to anybody who wants to take that negative spin on it. Because (laughs) for one, even if it was a stunt, which I don't think it was, just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Two, I don't think you'll ever be happy. If you can't be happy at yeah. that Alex from Glastonbury getting up there, then you're never, ever going to be happy. I'm so sorry to but let you know. There's been such an outpouring of just love for that kid on social yeah. media and just the whole, that whole situation. It's because everyone, everyone sees that as like a sense of kind of it could have been them. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got that little feeling of, I rate that so much because I've, I've dreamt of that kind of thing happening and it's terrified and mm. you've gone up there and you've absolutely smashed mm. and just doors off. just like the raw emotion on his face like when he gets up there and Dave's like yeah how you doing mate he's like I'm fucking buzzing mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking buzzing <laughs> he's like let's fucking go <laughs> <laughs> oh god so what good. do you do with the so rest good. of your life now well so actually good. boohoo man yeah the boohoo man <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 being a critical person I was Looking at all the boohoo stuff, boohoo man stuff, and thinking, um, Joe, if you haven't seen this, boohoo man has like been tweeting him and like calling him up. Obviously, uh, like they're trying to like jump off the back of him, like the yeah, fact that he's yeah, basically yeah. now like the biggest influencer in the country. Yeah, and also, they've just released a picture of him on like they? on like a fresh car with a boohoo man number plate, and he's Who, wearing Alex? boohoo man gums. Yeah, already straight away. <laughs> it's not it, it, it's it Tuesday. Baby, it don't wait. Oh Even quicker Christ. than this pod's gonna come out. Oh it's mad. <laughs> But yeah, I was I I thought to myself for a moment that it's a bit of a shame that all these companies are quit making a quick buck out of it. Yeah. But as much as that might be the case, it's such a good moment that I, I can't even be mad at. And it. I want and if when I see him pop up on like a Paddy Power advert, I'm gonna love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I want him to get all of that money. Yeah. Well, he's all, gonna all, all, all he's gonna have already absolutely secured a bag out of it. It's crazy. Mm. Beautiful. And he's, he's 15. <laughs> he's 15. No wonder he weren't pissed. Yeah. From Somerset. <laughs> Crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah, from a tiny place called Wells, Somerset. Oh, that is beautiful. Good on him. Literally good on him. This week, listener, we're brought to you by Shining Bear, voted Poland's number one shower gel and cosmetics company in 2018. Enter the promo code CAPITALFLIX19 on the Shining Bear website for the chance to win a year's supply of Shining Bear shower gels and used Duracell batteries. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about how... Another way that Glastonbury completely sets itself apart from other festivals yeah. is how it's really, really obvious that it's not a money-making machine. Um, I've never been somewhere where there's like, you're constantly reminded of the charities that it's raising money for mm. and um, just the how kind of just morally conscious it is. Obviously, it's like a massive thing that the there's a, they banned single-use plastics yeah, and... Yeah. That was great, to be fair. Yeah, I saw today that... I bet you and your Extinction, Extinction Rebellion mates must have been <laughs> Um, and the... <laughs> the... Yes, Joe, yes, Joe is still glued to Waterloo Bridge. <laughs> Why do you think it took him nine hours to get over? <laughs> he was glued to the he's, train. He's a train, he can't help get his prits to go. There's actually, like, massive fields full of um, charity tents. So, like, people just, like, talking about their causes, like... Yeah, I just thought it's like worth mentioning that. I, I think it's well known that the acts, the big acts, don't get paid a lot of money for it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's just it's purely there it's for the charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and also 
they take years off, don't they? Like, mm. if they were like any other festival, they wouldn't take years off. It, yeah. They would rat it off like and they try and go and bigger and better every year. Make more, obviously you can't really get many more people than 200,000, but they just like try and expand it. 200,000 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Like Sheffield. Yeah, it's like the third biggest city in the Southwest at that time. Yeah. Or the equivalent of, equivalent of in terms of the, <laughs> the number of the people. The site's the same size as Oxford. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. And it's got 200,000 people. Yeah. I mean, it's as far as you see, like if you can look, stand on a hill, you just see tents just forever, forever. Unbelievable. Um, so yeah. So yeah. And literally it's, the best thing about it is also the worst. Um, the fact that it's so big means that like you can't see it all. You'd yeah. probably have to go like five times to actually. That's why people fall in love with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exa- exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, you always feel like you've got something more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I've I've just scratched the surface of it really. Yeah, we got. I've I've just scratched the surface of it like, and yeah, just want to yeah do it again really. So I presume, uh, first off. I presume you're going to want to go back again. Seems like a pretty obvious yes. Reckon you'll be on it next year. We're going to take a little break. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll go back next year. I think. Oh, that's sweet. I'll yeah. go with you. <laughs> um, and second of all, we wouldn't be it. We wouldn't be where we are at this point as London's fast going podcast if we didn't do our scores out of ten. Oh. So Joe, Clastonbury 2019, score out of ten. Twelve. Hey, oh, better than beats. Shit's <laughs> all over Shaolin. Um, and while we were on the uh, festival theme, um, I just wanted to open it up a bit, uh, give Joe a, a slight break, although I'm sure he's going to be a, a mainstay with some of his stories as well. But if anyone has any funny little stories that come to mind of festivals of, of old, because we, we first went to festivals together when we were... 16? 16. Yeah, 16 yeah, or younger, one? maybe even younger. To Redden. Uh, we went Redding. We went, yeah, after GCC we went to Redding and Leeds. Yeah. So... We've been going to them together ever since we're 23 now. Scarily, scarily closing down on 24, but that's another story for another day. Actually, on that, does anyone remember when we went, for, this is when we were 16 at Reading Festival, when we came, we came back from one of the nights out and you already, uh, to be honest, I'm not, I've often thought whether if I was my parents, I'd let my 16-year-old son go to a festival knowing what I know about them now and everything and X, Y, Z. Especially one like Reading, which isn't, it's not got the same like kind of loving, mature vibe as, say, a Glastonbury or a festival. But anyway, so we come back from a night out. Everyone's we're, we're young, we're looking young, and we're all we're new to this game. And <laughs> shout out to Greg. <laughs> we got we got back to the circle. <laughs> And, shout out to Greg. And, 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 and a random Donny was, was sleeping in Greg's tent. <laughs> Carlos, I've just triggered his memory. I actually can't really remember what happened next, but I remember it being absolutely brilliant. I feel like... Do you have no idea either? No, I've got no I, idea. I feel like Greg tried to wake him up and the person said no, and then we had to like drag him out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, something very similar happened. I'm, I'm, I think it probably happens all the time because yeah. it is it's like a minefield trying to get back to your tent. Unless you know it like the back of your hand, like, it's, yeah. it's, you're bound to get lost. But um, a mate of a mate who was at Glastonbury he got back to his tent one time and he just woke up in another person's tent and turned out he's a sleepwalker and he got out of his tent and went into someone else's and he came out in the morning and all of the people were all out like sat in a circle and they were like like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing like get out and that was that (laughs) 
But it's a testament to the fact that festivals like Glastonbury yeah, he didn't are so welcoming that no one just knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God. You know, there were horrible, I say horrible, it was, there was a fantastic number of Scousers there. Really? And this made me think... My, mate, it... my uh, mate from work, Scouser, went with their Scouser mates. Yeah. Um, Fun-loving people. Yeah, a little... This is a message for, for Scouse Dan, actually. Yeah. Um, is it is it something that, like, an overwhelming number of Scousers of people that you know from Liverpool go to? Or, I was thinking this, is it just something to do with the Scouse accent and it being so noticeable? Um, I can imagine it being a bit of both. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, Scouse is absolutely everywhere. It's nice that. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. It's quite, it's I mean, nice there are, in my mind people descend from av- from everywhere <laughs> to go there. Anyway, so Scouts, Dan, when you're listening to this, you've got two things to reply to today. Uh, one about the, the miniature train and the other about the number of Scouts at Glastonbury. Um, On Scouts, Dan, as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he's here. I want to send a little message out to uh, to Paul. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so this is this is a, this is a message for for Paul Connolly. Yeah. Um, I was scrolling through my message. I was scrolling through my messages when I was on on the toilet at Glastonbury as well. Actually. Yeah. And quality scrolling time that doesn't oh, matter where you are in the world. And I also I went to before the festival. I went to get my uh, my bucket hat. Yeah. And I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I it, it brought back a memory of our time at Dimensions. Was it last summer? Or was that the summer before? Summer before some before last yeah so some before last so on on the very last night of dimensions paul was at our uh, at our flat and he's like could you do me a massive favor mate <laughs> <laughs> can i please borrow your bucket hat <laughs> can i borrow your bucket hat please mate <laughs> and it was one that i bought from from uh it was a que- it was a queshwa oh one yeah. of the ones and I said, Paul, all right, I'd love for you to take this. I really want you to take it, but you've got to promise me that you're going to give it back to me. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, Joe, mate, Joe, Joe, <laughs> hand on my heart, hand on heart. He's coming back to you tonight, don't worry about it. <laughs> He's like, mate, like, clobbering me, mate, clobbering me. Literally, like, you're going to get it back, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> Clobber meaning cloves yeah <laughs> me meaning a mank <laughs> cloves and mank did i get the hat back at the end of the festival did he fuck did i fuck <laughs> <laughs> but he's got i've i've uh i got a message from him saying it's safe and sound well and you got that message two years later yeah literally <laughs> and, I, and i can't wait to get it back but that's, yeah that's a man of his word I, yeah. I, two years i hope you're treating it well paul Paul, eh? yeah <laughs> we'll get you down here and actually paul on um festivals i remember once being sat around with him at like five o'clock in the morning after a night out yeah and he and we were having this chat like similar to the chat in human traffic where they're <laughs> yeah. looking up through the glass table and in the most sincere way he just turned to me and he was like yeah so we, i know we're going dimensions together and i was like yeah he was like i've, I've been before of you i was like no he was like we've i've never seen someone <laughs> so sincerely mean it he was like he's like me it's paradise. Oh. <laughs> he was like, it's just paradise. And honestly, like that sums up the feelings that a festival can bring yeah, in yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, you know, When, it, it when it's like right, to utopia. it's paradise. I've got a sort of story that kind of leads on from that as well. Go on. When we were at, um, so there was a group of us that didn't actually include Lewis, but there was about five or six of us that went to volunteer at Bestival in like 2015, 2016. And we got there on Tuesday, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. But so we, <laughs> So it was like at a point in the summer where none of us had any money um, 
apart from our overdrafts basically and we wanted to do something and we wanted to go to a festival so we thought do you know what we'll go and um we'll go and volunteer at this festival at best of all like we'd been there the year before and we'd, we'd loved it so like why, cool, cha- yeah. why change the winning formula and yeah we got there on the tuesday like it was a long old slog you have to do eight three eight hour shifts yeah i have to do that which is which is killer yeah which is absolutely killer and it, it basically guarantees you're going to miss one of the nights because you're doing a shift from midnight to 8 a.m um and uh actually this is this is kind of like two stories really but on like our second shift so we were like manning this this campsite and it literally involved walking around the campsite making it look like you're doing something um <laughs> and we got to our shift on the on the second one and the supervisor comes over and he's like are you guys like blah 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 your names and we're like yeah yeah he's like oh right well you're, you're needed over at the right in the middle of the arena oh. <laughs> <laughs> carlos do you want to take it on from here go on no, I'm just you've just <laughs> brought it all back. <clears throat> but yeah, so we get told we're needed somewhere, yeah. and then we're like marching off to the to the middle of the festival. That don't really know where we're going. It was boiling hot as well, um, and then we're we're in this like uh, audition, not audition. But we're in this like the backstages of this like tent. Mm. Um, we, we're in this, in this place, and then we're having to kind of like line up. Am I right? We're lining up, and we're like put, we're getting given like new we, did we get given like new vest to wear or something like that yeah 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 and we're all like lined up and and we've seen people rehearsing something like it's all up in the air we've got no idea what's going on <laughs> and then go on joe yeah and then so we get basically we've got our, our fresh high visas on and we're given these umbrellas and they're not any old umbrellas that are like um light up umbrellas <laughs> <laughs> so we each given like a different kind of colored umbrella and we're told that we are um manning the gay parade <laughs> sounds like an american drink yeah. there's there's a huge float yeah yeah and then and so we're basically flanking it yeah. so we're like half we're half like part of the float but we're also half security yeah so to make sure people don't get too close we just make sure there's space for the float to go through make it way. so it's like a big carnival float and it does a tour of the whole festival <laughs> And we've got to be escorting it round. And we're basically. like wading through seas of people <laughs> with our like fucking light up umbrellas. Light up umbrellas. <laughs> and we've we've got the choice of whether we can like dance along whilst marching or just like march along. No, it was quite moody. long, but it was a bit of both. And then it was just pure like because I don't think at that point we, it took us quite a long time to like realize like what we were doing because yeah. we just got whisked away to do it. Hmm. And then I just remember there was like all sorts of debauchery going on. Like there were just girls jumping on, getting nude, like all sorts of people getting with each other Mm. and we're like escorting it through the festival. Like, yeah, and that was the biggest clean shirts. It was was a festival of real highs and lows, actually, because (laughs) I remember it was probably about a similar time. I was looking around my tent and I couldn't find my wallet. And I was like, do you know, it'll probably be our, our other mate's tent. I must have just like left it there, and went to look at, went to look in their tent, and I couldn't find it. And I was thinking, oh my god, like this is literally the worst. Like, I had my money, my cards, my train tickets. Yeah. Um, I only had my phone left of me, and I would look for a bit more, and I just had to come to the realization that, like, you know what, blank slate. I'll come to the end of the festival, and that's when I'll think about it. Um, and on our last shift. Yeah, so I'd, I'd know, you know, it was quite early on that I'd lost it. And on our last shift, like 
far after the time that I like, com- like just accepted that losing it. But our supervisor comes up to me and he's like, are you Joe Conlon? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, um, someone's handed in your wallet. And he gave it to me there and then. And I was like, like is this literally like a fucking dream? <laughs> Someone had, so I'd lost the wallet. I'd obviously been sitting on the ground somewhere and it'd fallen out of my pocket. Yeah. Someone had handed it in. They'd looked up my name on like the database of Oxfam volunteers. Yeah. Found out where I was working, gi- given it to my supervisor who had literally delivered it to me. Oh, on my shift literally and stunning yeah it's literally like that's literally what festivals are all about yeah. do you know what I mean it just sums it up really it's a good metaphor for like the high and kind high spirits and just like fucking love Community. there yeah really yeah. good and ode to the fezzies yeah and uh, I mean that seems like a nice enough place to f- chop it off I just would like to really quickly read out because we have got another review on our uh, on our iTunes Apple Spotify stuff and we promise that if you leave a review, we'll get it read out. So we are podcasters of our word. Flix Radio, I'm searching it myself. Must be a bit of traffic because it's been pretty slow. <laughs> um, we've got one. Uh, actually, we've got, hang on. We've got two. Oh, brilliant. Okay. First one is uh, from someone that calls themselves Penguin. You know, why the fuck not? Could be the publisher. Could be, could be the publisher themselves. <laughs> Uh, and they said, you lot make me sick, you're so good. From Penguin. From Penguin. That's a Shut touch of class. Second one, um, we've got one. Uh, it's from uh, It's Cheese Cuzzy. <laughs> the title is This Lot, with a load of cry laughing faces. And the words, the caption is, these blokes make my commute, give me more. And you know what, It's Cheese Cuzzy? You're, more we will give you. <laughs> We'll see you soon. We've actually got another one in the can, so there's going to be a bit of a quick release this uh, these next uh, oh! 10 days. What's going on? Just a live update. Yeah. So I did put that bet on. <laughs> and oh, hang on, hang on. That's, that's the yellow and white goal. What's the first one? Hang on. Is hang it 1-1? On. Yes, yeah, 1-1. <laughs> hang on. Sorry, guys. This is in reference to the England-USA match happening as we are Basically, Carl's just won a million quid off an 18 pounder. See you next time. No, put on the tenner. I won 50 quid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's unreal. Right, it's been real. See you next time. Oh, see you later.